Hello and welcome to my podcast. Today I will be talking about the first step in building a startup, ideation. Ideation is a process of checking potential and processes that will be needed in developing a business. This process can also be used in developing a new vertical for an existing business. Before we start, let me tell you a bit about myself. Hi, my name is Deval Agnihotra. I'm a business mentor. I help founders in developing new ideas or verticals and also in scaling it up. I do this by breaking the process in four stages and then helping the founders enable to get through all the stages. My method is to ensure that the founder is able to build their business in a cost-efficient, structured and hassle-free manner. The main focus of my mentorship is revenue and growth. Now, let us begin the podcast. There are many opportunities today in the world to build your idea into a profit-generating business. However, most ideas do not survive for long. One of the major reasons is that founders do not plan the initial journey. This leads to them always being stuck in the immediate crisis and are not able to grow and scale up. That is frustrating and the founder tends to lose interest in the business, thus shutting down the operations. This all can be avoided if the founder creates an outline for their business. An outline which is focused on the milestones and goals they wish to achieve. That will enable the founder to proceed in a more structured manner by removing uncertainties. Also allowing to save money and time in the initial days of building their idea. Let us talk about what is to come on the podcast. I will be breaking down the ideation stages into five parts. First part is about the potential of the idea, vis-a-vis market potential and consumer demand. It is best to build an idea which has a market demand and the consumer is aware of the problem the founder intends to solve. Next, we'll be studying competition. Starting a business needs a lot of questions to be answered. Since the competition has spent more time in the market, studying them will help the founder in understanding the basic functioning of the market. That will also help the founder to build uniqueness in their product or services. This is very important as consumer develops habits and brand loyalty. For a new business to succeed, these habits and loyalty needs to change. Thus, in the podcast, I will also be discussing about how to identify ideal consumers ideal consumers that will adopt the product fast. Once the consumer has been identified, the idea needs to develop a product with the consumer in mind, creating a unique selling point to stand out from the competition and attract consumer interest and sales. In the last part of the podcast, I will talk about the value proposition for the founder to develop company branding and ensure the consumer associates with them and their products. As I mentioned before, this step is important to ensure the founder does not waste time and money in later stages. Marketing potential and demand. It is very exciting to realize that there is a demand for 
the solution a founder wishes to offer. However, a founder will always have a bias when judging the potential and consumer demand. Since the whole point of a startup is to grow and earn revenue, it is always helpful to check what is the size of the market the founder wishes to target. No matter how good an idea is, without consumers, it will be worth nothing. Thus, checking the potential will help the founder to realize what approaches are being used and what approach will give good returns. There are a lot of benefits when checking market potentials for a new business idea or vertical. When starting, the founder will be able to understand what the consumer truly wants. As I said before, startups are about growth. So if you can understand what the consumers want, you will be able to address the problem better and can get quick results. Understanding consumer needs also helps the founder determine the potential of the idea. In the beginning, the founder has to invest a lot of time and capital. If the problem does not have a high demand, then investing a lot of time and capital will not give good returns. In that case, the founder is creating a side hustle which can add to an existing revenue stream. Nothing wrong with that, but it is better if founder does not invest a lot of capital in the idea. Understanding the business opportunity also helps the founder in understanding the business model, marketing approach and pricing strategy to focus on. Being aware of less crowded options will help the founder to grow and scale up faster. Understanding consumer demand helps in creating a consumer-centric product and service. In the later parts of the podcast, I will be talking about ideal consumer. That step requires the founder to understand specific problem a consumer is facing. When consumer demand and market potentials are being checked, you will also be able to identify the demand for specific problems the consumer faces. That will give you enough options to choose from for fast and sustainable growth. Remember to save money now by spending time to ensure that when you have to spend for scaling the business, you have capital to spend. However, that does not mean that you should not spend time in research or education. It just means that instead of blindly trying to spend on marketing, be patient and let it be organic for a while. According to me, the best market to enter is one which has high demand and low competition. A market with high demand is trending or developing. In a trending market, speed is the most important thing. Thus, the sooner a founder can enter and establish a small footing, the faster they will grow. In a developing market, consumer education is more important than speed. As the market is still developing, the consumer may not be aware of the specific problem they are facing. They might confuse it with an existing market problem or ignore it completely. Thus, in that case, the founder has to focus more on interaction and educating the consumer about the problem. Patience is very important for this type of market. The benefit is in the long run. There are broadly three types of market demand. Geographical market demand, as the name suggests, this demand is from consumers or not able to access the product due to geographic restraints. They may be aware of the problem and solution, it's just that no one is providing them with solutions in their location. Thus, this is the easiest market to enter. The next type is product level market demand. 
In this market, there is competition. However, the competition is not able to satisfy the level of quality or quantity the consumer demands. So this market has potential, but since there is competition, having a unique selling point and branding will help in making the founder's idea stand out from the crowd. The last type is based on future demand. A growing geographical and product level market will always need more. Thus, in this market, the founder needs to start building by targeting a small group and needs to keep on adding new consumer bases to survive. When I help my mentees with market potential and demand study, I always focus on these three markets. This will allow me to help the mentees in building a growing and profit-generating business model, marketing approach, and pricing strategy. This also helps the mentee understand the time required for them to pilot and allow them to be realistic about the returns in the beginning. To analyze the market potential, a founder needs to spend time understanding the total size of the market. The size will have to have specific parameters like age, spending capacity, etc. It's also good to understand who are the competition and how are they approaching the consumer, the distribution channels they are using, and other socio-economic factors. Having studied the market potential and demand, let's focus on the competition the founder will face. Market potential and consumer study done by the founder help realize the competition the founder will be facing. There are very few ideas which do not have competition in the market. Thus, studying the competition will give you an unprecedented advantage. To believe that you are the only one building an idea is short-sighted. Around the world, there will be many building the same idea. So to capture the market fast and ensure that those building the idea simultaneously cannot keep up with you, the founder must study the competition dominating the market. That way the founder can build a disruptive idea that the consumers are attracted to. A founder needs to study the business model, marketing approach and price strategy of their competition. That would help the founder to build a fast-growing idea <coughs> as they will be able to focus on the problems the competition cannot solve. Improving on any one or all will lead to great success for the founder, which will lead to revenue and growth. Studying the competition also helps in identifying the consumers to target. Big businesses are unable to cater to all consumer segments. Thus, the founder can ensure that these unrepresented segments lead to fast consumer attention and sales. There are three primary types of competition. Direct competition are those who are selling the same product or services. These are the competitors whose consumers have to be targeted first and fast. Indirect competition are those which are selling the product or services with different aims and approaches. Lastly, replacement competition is the one 
who does not sell the same product or service but can replace your product or service with their products or services. When developing a business model, understanding what works will help the founder to not waste time and money on making the same mistakes that the competition made. This will also help in creating a marketing approach and pricing strategy which can yield the best result in the early stages. The founder has limited capital. If they've wasted on making the same mistake the competition has made, then building the idea will take a lot of time. As I said before, there will be others building the same idea simultaneously. The founder who will be prepared for their market and will be able to launch faster will take the market. Studying the journey of the founder also helps us understand how to hire or how not to hire. Hiring a team is an investment. Any founder who hires without understanding their core needs will waste a lot of capital before firing the team. As a mentor, I help my mentees build a team for growth and increase in revenue. It is very helpful to understand how competition made hiring errors. Also, you can approach these fired employees as they have the skills required to grow which the competition was not able to capitalize on. To start your competition study, first identify your competition. Then separate them in direct, indirect and replacement competition. Study the direct competition first to understand the type of consumers you should be attracting. That will help you in building your marketing and pricing strategy. Study the direct competition very carefully as they are the ones you will compete with first. Within direct competition, the founder must study to learn about new ways to grow. Lastly, with the replacement competition, study adding new verticals to ensure your business cannot be replaced. To study consumer interactions, study social media content, how the competition presents themselves. That will allow the founder to create a differentiating factor to find your unrepresented consumer segment. Read the comment section and then target those who have not been responding or have responded negatively. Now let's build our consumer profile. consumers. When building an idea, a lot of new founders search on Google for some answers on how to build their idea. Almost every article they read will tell them that before starting a business, a founder should identify their ideal customers. I agree with them. In the early days of starting a business, a founder has limited capital. They cannot afford to spend on anything if it does not give them results. Most founders make the error of using the same method of approaching their consumers as their more established competition does. That is unnecessary waste of capital. Since the competition has been in the market for a long time, it already has a consumer base. 
It is better to approach those consumer segments which are not completely and properly represented by the competition. Thus, it helps the founder in the early stages to identify the consumer and approach which can easily turn them into paying consumers. Every sector has its ideal consumers. To identify ideal consumer base, a founder should look for some of these common traits. Number one, they should understand the problem. They have been facing a problem and have tried to find a solution. Thus, when they see the benefit of using your product or service, or service, they can relate to it very well. Number two, they understand the value they need. As I said, they have faced the problem for some time. So they know exactly what they want. You don't need to educate them about the issue or the solution. Number three, they can purchase the product or services. Every consumer takes the price into account when checking for the benefits of the product or services. Number four, they intend to be regular rather than one-time users. Thus, any amount spent on acquiring these consumers is a good investment as they will give you repeat revenue. And lastly, they will promote your product. When a consumer has found a solution for a long irritating problem, they like to show the happiness they have found by able to solve the problem and they like to share the benefits of this product. A founder must understand that these ideal consumers are for early growth and traction. Based on these consumers alone, the founder will not be able to grow their business forever. Thus, start with these and add new consumer bases by adding new solutions or verticals in the business. There are a lot of benefits to start with focused marketing for the ideal consumer. Defining your ideal consumer will help the founder in spending in a more efficient manner. The founder would not spend on marketing channels where the ideal consumer does not spend time. Similarly, an ideal consumer profile can help the founder in understanding their spending habits and potential that would help you in structuring your promotional plan and pricing strategy for those fast consumer acquisition and conversion. How to start your ideal consumer is now the question. First, start with basics. Start with identifying the demographic which is ideal for your product. Define the age, the location, professional status, etc. Then, define their interests and lifestyle habits. Lastly, define the pain points these consumers are facing. Pain points like lack of money, lack of time, lack of options, or lack of specific solutions. The founder does not need to have specific answer to these questions. They should, however, have some basic and realistic answers. One way to go about this is to do a lot of research and a lot of consumer interaction. There is another way. Focus on the consumers who are not satisfied with the product or solution of the competition. That way, you will be able to focus on consumers looking for the solution and will be able to cater to their needs better. With the market potential, demand, competition 
an ideal consumer study, let's talk about the product selling point. Product USP. Consumers in general have a small attention span. Due to modern technology and social media, the attention span has been reduced even further. Thus, as a founder, you have to design a product that can easily relate to the consumer and the consumer understands it very quickly. So, a founder should first understand the unique selling point or USP of their idea. This is a differentiating point that can help you in attracting consumer attention. If the consumer does not notice the product or service, they will not be inclined to buy the product or service. It is a common mistake of the founders to believe that since they can understand the benefits of the product or services, the consumers will be able to understand it as well. That is a very narrow thought. A founder must understand that even if the consumer understands the idea and associates the product or service with it, they still have to appreciate it enough to be willing to pay for it. There is a difference in understanding the idea and being willing to pay the price for it. So simply state, a USP is a statement which is relatable and is easily understandable to get three categories of USPs a founder can use to showcase. A USP for showcasing the differentiating factor in terms of quality. A USP to showcase how cheap the product is. This can also be for showcasing how better returns the consumer gets for the price they pay. And lastly, services like personalization, after-sales service, etc. USP is also the guiding force behind marketing and consumer interaction. Whether talking to a prospective consumer or marketing, your USP has to be the same on all channels. This enforces the value of the consumer and makes it memorable. There are four components of a USP. Number one, what is the benefit you provide in solving the problem faced by your consumers? Number two, the feeling that the consumer gets after the problem is solved. Feelings such as ease or relief or being or feeling stress-free. Number three, what is the key selling point of the idea? The basic aspect of the idea. And lastly, how is the key selling point giving the consumers better results than their competition? A founder must remember that you have to convince your consumer to pay for your product or services. So make the USP simple and convincing. State the benefits of using your product or services over the competition, but do not use generic statements. Show that you have specific solutions for specific problems of the consumer. Understand that the USP created by you is more than a slogan. It is the core of your business. It will be a statement which your consumer will relate to. So be very thoughtful when creating a unique selling point or USP. To understand what the founder's USP will be, 
the founder should ask themselves these questions. Number one, who is the audience the founder will target? Number two, what are the problems they face? And number three, what are the benefits of the product or service provided? Answering these questions will help the founder look at the problem from the consumer's point of view. Once you understand the motivation of a consumer to buy a solution for their product, the founder will be able to create a product or service which the consumer can easily relate to. Your USP is also a great way to stand out of your company. USP was about getting consumer attention for the product. Thus, it was designed with the product in mind. Now, let us talk about value proposition that is designed with the consumer in mind. Value proposition. Till now, I have talked about planning the launch of the business. With the help of product USB, you will get the consumer attention they would like to discuss with you why they should purchase your product or services. So now is the time for those first consumers to know your value proposition. A value proposition is an introduction to what your business aims to solve and why the consumer should choose you. Unlike the USB, which is product-centric, the value proposition is consumer-centric. However, like the USB, it has to be clear, easy to remember, and direct. A founder, in their value proposition, should evoke the needs of the consumer to use the product by clearly stating the results they can achieve. You must remember that your value proposition is not similar to your competition. The best value proposition is small and should be understood in five seconds. As I said before, all consumers have small attention span. So to ensure that you do not lose their attention, keep it precise and do not add generic statements. To create a good value proposition, you should study your competition. After all, you as a founder are trying to establish how better your ideas. Your value proposition should highlight what the competition likes without actually naming them. Value proposition is direct so it has to be consumer specific it has to be relatable at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey you need quick results thus to create early attention and sales create a value proposition targeting a small group of consumers the ideal consumer profile that the founder made will be very helpful in this process understand that when a consumer can associate the product with their needed solution and is willing to pay for it, sales will grow faster and so will your business. In closing, I would like to conclude that building an idea slowly will help the founder build a long-lasting idea. Blindly following your competition's business model, marketing approach and pricing strategy will only create a copycat. It is best to have a mentor to help you sort these things and build a better business than your competition. As I said before, 
in the beginning only i am a business mentor and i help founders in scaling up their businesses my mentorship works by working with the founder on a one on one basis allowing me to help them start and grow their business to set up an introduction meeting click on the link below if you have any questions email me at da mentoring and advisory at the rate gmail.com until next time see ya